Amen and amen. And God keeps doing the same thing, doesn't he? Huh? We sure wouldn't be here today without it. Well, I really, uh, I really thought God was going to have us move uh, into Joshua chapter number 5 today. Uh, but he was not done with chapter number 4, all right? And so uh, he made that clear to me uh, this week. Matter of fact, Tuesday morning uh, in my study time. And, uh, and so that's where we're going this morning. We are not done with chapter 4. That's where we're going to pick back up, all right? And uh, I believe that even today, and even through the struggles we see around us, uh, we can see the principles God has for us and what He does and how He does it. Aren't you glad that God's in charge of time? Aren't you glad that anybody, I mean anybody, aren't you glad this morning that not only is He in charge of time, but He's in charge of when things take place within that time. He's God. He's in control of all things. If you would, stand together. Joshua chapter number 4. We're going to pick up. uh, We'll pick up in verse number 14 and read through the chapter. And I pray today, listen, have you honestly got your hearts ready? We don't want to, listen, we don't want to go into this thing without our lunch packed or uh, the supplies that we need. All right? We got to come in ready to go. Are you ready this morning? Amen. All right, about ten of us ready to go. Everybody else jump on board before I'm done reading. Here we go. Verse number 14 of chapter 4. On that day the Lord magnified Joshua in the sight of all Israel. And they feared him as they feared Moses all the days of his life. And the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Command the priests that bear the ark of the testimony that they come up out of Jordan. Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come ye up out of Jordan. And it came to pass, when the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord were come out uh, up out of the midst of Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet were lifted up into the dry land, that the waters of Jordan returned unto their place and flowed over all his banks as they did before. You'll remember that a, a few messages back, the returning and how God restores Uh, Those things that he does. Verse 19, And the people came up out of Jordan on the tenth day. Now all this uh, matters, and this is where God just grabbed a hold of my attention. How many of you ever had God just grab a hold of your attention and say, We're not done yet, we're going to dig a little bit right here. How about that? Isn't that good when God does that? And the people came up out of Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and encamped in Gilgal in the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of uh, Jordan, did Joshua pitch in Gilgal? And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? Then ye shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you, until you were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us. Until we were gone over. Verse 24. That all the people of the earth. That all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord. That it is mighty. That ye might fear the Lord your God forever. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, I do thank you Lord for this day. God, I realize that God, what's working ain't working. God, don't really matter. It's all yours. It's all yours, God. 
Say, God, we surrender, God. God, I surrender right now everything I am, every fiber of my being, God, to your will. God, that through your will, God, you would be magnified. God, that you would be glorified. God, I pray in these moments, God, you just, God, set us aside, God, and open up our hearts. And God, I, God, I pray you show us through your word, God, God, with these new things, God, that you've even showed, God, that you've showed me. God, help me today, God, to be able to share them. God, that tomorrow, God, we'd be able to live by them. God, even tomorrow, God, we'd be able to look back and say, Oh, what a help this is from the Lord. God, we live in a discouraging day. (laughs) Oh, a day that seems so helpless. God, it seems so wicked, God. And I don't want to, Lord, I don't want to be negative, but God, I know this. It has showed me how much, God, help I need myself from you. So, God, I pray now that, God, you give what only you can, God. I pray you pour your spirit out of, upon this place, God. I pray you move up and down every aisle, touch every heart. And, and, God, what needs to be dealt with today, God, I pray you convict us over. God, that we would not leave this place the same. God, help us to not leave this place the same. God, I pray you drive the truth deep today in our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. I was uh, talking about the, the timing and the timing uh, that God uses before we read the passage. And I, truthfully today, even in 2021, and thank God we got rid of 2020. We better all be in agreement there. I'm telling you, we're moving one mind and one accord with that. Thank God 2020 is gone, all right? And 2021 is here, and it's new, and it's fresh. Praise God for a fresh new day, a fresh new year. You say, preacher, well, what do you mean? We come and things still ain't back to, back to normal just yet. Well, hey, they're not, but praise God, we got to hope of the future. We got to hope of tomorrow, do we not? And I tell you, so many, so many times, and as I was going back over this passage, one of the things God really pointed out to me was, my timing matters even when it doesn't make sense to you. Huh? How many of you know God has already gone way before us? Matter of fact, God stands at the end of our life already. You, you say, preacher, that doesn't make sense. How can that be? But it is the truth. He, he's already there. I picked me up uh, a sign up, up in the mountains uh, this week, and, and uh, it says, worry not for tomorrow. God is already there. God is already there. And He is. And I, and I tell you, when we really start living in that kind of uh, faith of God's timing, hey, listen, and trusting and believing that His time is best and He's preparing us for what's going to take place next. Preacher, where are you going with that? Well, let's take a look. Let's dive in. Notice uh, with me, we're going to pick back up in verse 19. I read it all because it all goes together here. But verse 19, And the people came up out of Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and encamped in Gilgal in the east border of Jericho. Now, I, I, I had the question, and maybe you might have the question yourself, why would it even mention out of Jordan on the tenth day of the first month? Month. Well, uh, let's go back and look at some history. Can we do that? Anybody like to talk about history? Uh, how long did they wander? They wandered 40 years. 40 years. 
I mean, thank God that he don't give up on you after he's already told you you're going to wonder. Because some of you, oh, come on. We might have some wonders in here today. Huh? Thank God he don't forget about you while you're wondering. Thank God he's still got a plan on the other side of it to get you out of it. Amen. And maybe we'll learn our lesson. How many of you, God's really allowed you to walk through some things that you might get a lesson from it? Bruce is the only one that will admit it this morning. Praise God. I'm with you, dear brother. See what happens when you... (laughs) Praise God for his timing. Praise God for how he carries us through. But notice this. uh, What a 40 years it has been. The first of the 40 years at the beginning. We know that, hey listen, they were delivered from Egypt, right? And and God, hey, spread up the Red Sea and they were able to go through it. Isn't it something that 40 years later, here at the beginning, God was parting the Red Sea. And here at the end, we see the stoppage of the Jordan. But what a picture that is. You know, you know what God put on my heart there? Hey, there's deliverance all the way through. At the beginning and at the end. Oh, what a deliverer our God is. Boy, what a deliverer our God is. And He delivers us over and over and over again. I ask you today, are you delivered? Are you delivered? Some of you have been delivered this past week. You know who you are. Verse number 19. And the people came up out of Jordan in the tenth day of the first month and encamped in Gigal on the east of the border of Jordan. So what do we see as they are, hey, delivered from Egypt and go through the Red Sea? Listen to me. Uh, first, it was delivering them out of Egypt. But notice, notice here with this that it was on the tenth day that they came up out of Jordan. You know what that is a picture of? It is five days. Five days before the 40 years were endured. It's five days before the conclusion of those 40 years. You say, preacher, what do you mean? Because on the 14th day of the first month, we have the Passover. Now, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to go back. I, I don't believe in the thought process stuff, so we can't think about what they, what they knew and what they was thinking about and all that mess. All we know is what God's Word says. But hear this, I know this, that the first point that we have today, (laughs) we see right here. Because in five days, five days before the Passover, they're delivered through Jordan. You know what that is? That's enough time to get through where they are and get to where they're going, where they're going to lodge. Now you say, what is the picture of that preacher? Because the very day that they get to Gilgal would be the very day that they would start preparing for the Passover. Some of you didn't get that. What is that a picture of? What is that a picture of? Here it is. How many doubters do you think was there? How many people do you think they were just glad to get across, not even realize what was coming in days away? Huh? And how many of us, we live our lives, we'll live our lives really mundane sometimes, and God is blessing us all the way through, and yet we have no clue that God has made a way for us to get to the next thing He wants us to do. You see, think about it like this. If they would have been in the middle of Jordan, if they would have been preparing for Jordan, they may have missed the Passover. But God's timing wouldn't allow it. Huh? Oh, His timing is perfect, folks. 
His timing is perfect, and He always makes time for you to be exactly where He wants you to be. Somebody needs that today. He makes time for you to be exactly where He wants you to be. They didn't miss it, but guess what? God being on time, He's got them there the very day that they need to start preparing. Isn't that like our God? Isn't that like our God? And we look at our lives and so many times we say, I can't do this or I can't do that. Why don't we stop with the can'ts and start with the cans? Maybe nobody agrees with me this morning, but I believe we are to focus on the cans. Because I'll tell you this, hey, if there's a negative Nancy in the room, it's a negative Sean. Come on. I don't think I'm by myself. We get, hey, we'll get so determined to think about and to talk about and to dwell on the negative, right? I wonder how many of them, hey, we're, oh, well, we made it to the other side. Now let's just start fighting. No, you know what you need to do? You need to start preparing the Passover. Worshiping God. Well, I wonder if, if we'd take the time that God has given us to stop complaining but worship Him and allow Him to work out the details of our life. Anybody with me? Think about that today. And four days it takes to prepare for the Passover. And four days is exactly what God gives them. You might say, preacher, that's an accident. I don't believe in accidents. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe we can say, oh, well, God got lucky on that one, didn't he? No, God never gets lucky. God is always on time for your life. Always on time for your life. That's why I do not have to worry about a need. What do you mean, preacher? You don't have needs? Sure, I got needs. You got needs too. Matter of fact, if we want to be honest with ourselves, we walked in with needs this morning. But the question is, are we going to trust God's timing that He's going to meet our need when He says He'll do it? You mean, what do you mean? I'm talking about God will give you a promise if you'll open up your ears and listen. Sometimes it's opening up our eyes. Oh, I can't count. Listen, I can't anymore. I can't even count the times, and Kim can testify. I cannot count the times anymore that our ears have heard and our eyes have seen the promises of God. And as good as that is, you know what? It takes more than just trusting His time. We've got to actually do what He requires us to do within that time. We're going to get there this morning. Number one is patience and perseverance. And I hate preaching on patience. I, listen to me. It's every, it goes against every fiber of my being, but everything that I've dealt with. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you this. I thought I was going to be preaching on the side of the road last. And I'll be honest with you. I ain't never seen it take to get to Tennessee to Florida no 13 hours. 13 hours. It took. Can I tell you this? We need a little bit more patience and perseverance. God help us. But how many of you believe God knows the timing of all things? Hey, how many of you, how many of you men, God gave you a wife that reminds you of patience and perseverance? Not I say try it, but I say remind you of it. Now, don't get confused here this morning. Huh? But as I'm sitting there, and I, I'll be honest with you, I'm getting irritated. How many of y'all know, and you say, Preacher, why are you going to tell us this story? Because it's life applicable, and if it doesn't fit... Hey, listen, if you ain't been where I've been, I guarantee you, you've been somewhere like that, or something's coming tomorrow that you're going to have to deal with and get through. I'll stand right... Now, let me go back up here. I'll go back up here. Here I am. And, and how many of y'all how many of y'all been on the interstate and you got these people that'll run right up the side and jump in at the last minute because they know they can do it? 
Or how many people would get off an exit and get back on thinking they're going to get 10 cars ahead and waste a gallon of gas? Huh? How many of y'all get irritated with those people? How many of y'all are those people? We'll talk after church. No, but, but listen to me. I, I'm sitting here. I'm getting heated up. I really am. I mean, let's just be honest, right? I mean, come on. We're human. We're, listen, we're, we're not perfect, and God knows we're not. But I'm getting heated up, man. I'm getting fired up. I'm getting tired. I'm getting aggravated. And then I got people that call and tell me they went another way, and they're already at home, probably getting ready to go out to eat. And I'm sitting in the car on 95. Be careful who you follow. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but I'm getting beside myself. And Kim didn't know I was going to mention this this morning, but God just, he just hammered it this morning on me. I said, well, I got to share. Here I am, aggravated and frustrated over my situation. And she pulls up Facebook because, I mean, when you ain't got nothing else, I guess you got Facebook. Come on. She pulls up Facebook. And sure enough, right there, somebody that we know, I don't even know where they were at, doesn't really matter. That ain't what hit my heart, because God used what was said. Here they are, they were going four miles back to home from seeing family, I guess. And it snowed. And they were out in hour 20 for a four-hour trip and still weren't home. And I'm talking about snow up the defenders of the trucks. And I got to tell you, in that moment, God just stuck me. Why don't you quit your complaining? Won't you thank God that you got four healthy kids that's sitting in the car with you? Won't you thank God you ain't broke down? huh? And then you start seeing all kind of stuff, and you're like, God, okay, enough, Lord. And we drive by, we see people, hey, listen, they're sitting on the side of the road, got their hood up, smoke going everywhere. Hey, that could be you. Huh? We got ambulances going by. I guess there was accidents. Listen, we did see, what, two or three accidents on the way. Just smashed up. Looked like some of them might have been even hit on kinds of crazy stuff, y'all. But what was God showing me? Close your mouth and be thankful to me. Be thankful. Be patient. You know, I thought, in, you know, I, looking back on it, I think about it and I say, you know what, Lord, what were you saving me from? Lord, what were you trying to do in those moments? Unfortunately, because I wasn't where I ought to have been, he had to show me that. But thank God he loved me enough to do it. Oh, patience and perseverance. And you say, what does that have to do with the children of Israel? Well, let's just take a look. I mean, now, it's nowhere stated in there, but they all crossed over. And if you remember, let me go back and give you some facts here. If you remember, at flood stage, it was a mile wide. Everybody remember that? It was a mile wide. And how many people were we talking about? Several million people, their cattle, their animals, their belongings, all of those things crossing over. Let me ask you this. How long do you think it take to get 7 million people across the one-mile area? Probably a while. Now, thank God it was 24 miles wide that it was stopped. But, I mean, come on. You ain't just, just going to walk across with a few steps. It's going it's to take some determination. What am I saying? God provided the miracle at the right timing for them, but they had to have patience and perseverance to get through it. 
And I look around us and I'm like, do we ever, is there ever a day when we needed, when we need that? So many want to give up. So many want to quit. And I think we've all been there at some point in our life. It might be your job. It might, listen, we could plug in a million things, couldn't we? For some of you, it might even be serving God. Huh? Something get rocky, you stumble and fall. And it not go well, and you and the one get hurt through it. Come on, I don't think, come on, it's real. What's our first instinct? To quit. Boy, it gets tough at the house. Husband and wives don't get along, don't see eye to eye. What's our first instinct? Quit. Huh? You say, I'd never do that, preacher. Well, listen, be careful what you say. You need, might need more patience and perseverance than you realize. How about we get it today? Number two, I want you to notice. Number one, patience and perseverance. Trust that God knows the time. You are going to need that in these coming days, I'm telling you. Number two, look at verse number 22 with me on chapter number four. Well, let's start at verse 19. And the people came up out of Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and encamped in Gilgal in the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. We knew that he was going to do that. We know that goes all the way back to Deuteronomy 27. Verse 21, And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? Then ye shall let your children know. Notice, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry ground. Now I want you to notice something. You might say, well, preacher, we already know this. We already know that God put the ark in the water and the water was cut off and they walked across. And why are you dwelling on that? Because words matter. So I want you to see something. See something here of what is said. Verse 22, the, the, the second part of this, after the comma, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. Now, he does not mention here the ark. He doesn't mention the ark going down in the water. Now, you say, but he's already been talking about that. But there's significance here, I believe. You say, preacher, well, what is it? What do you mean? Listen to me. Who is referred? Who is referred in the second part of verse 22, Israel. 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 Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. What is he talking about? Are you saying, was he getting all the credit? Are the people getting all the credit? You say, where does this apply? I'm, I'm getting there. Are you saying now that he's saying that Israel did all the work? No, what he's doing is he's doing this. He's saying, listen, Israel... Through the power of God, crossed over Jordan. What do you mean? I mean that through the power of God on them and in that situation, they were able to walk over Jordan. And you say, what is so important about that today? Because it's got to be God leading you. Today we're looking for guidance. We're looking for what we... You know what? We, and we can say this because we know. I mean, how many of you are saved today have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? You say, I know who God is. I know the God of the Bible. I trust and I believe His Word. But listen to me. Where the rubber meets the road is, well, you do what God leads you to do. 
Not only did they have to trust in his timing, but they had to trust his leadership to go through and to go over. What does it say? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. It's because they took it and they went with God. I ask you in your life right now today, are you truly going with God? Are you truly listening to what God would have you to do? How many of you know there's a lot of things that sound good, look good, and smell good for those that can still smell? Even some things that taste good for those that can taste. But if they ain't from God, they ain't from God. No matter how good they may seem. You see, it was every one of those children of Israel that had to step out on faith and trust and be led by God to get across. Do you understand that today? Because what we see with them is the same as what we see for us. If we're only willing to go halfway, guess what? You buy, hey, you better get ready for some water. And what is that water representation of? Death and then judgment. You know, we got to quit doing is playing games with God, realizing who God is, but then not willing to go with God. Where does that apply? I don't know. Plug it in and you'll see. You'll see. It's not enough to trust His timing. You've got to trust His leadership and you've got to go. And that's exactly what we see here with them. The power of God working in them. I ask you today, is the power of God working in you? Let me flip that around. What are you doing for God that God's called you to do? You say, preacher, we're in the middle of all this and that and the other. And I mean things you just don't know and what to do. Can I tell you, God is still moving just as much right now as He was when He cut off the Jordan. He's God. And, and I'm going to say, there's, listen, there is no thing that's going to happen in your life that's going to change who He is. And I don't care how dramatic it is. I don't matter how tough it is or how bad. Listen to me. The power of God in you is the power of God in you. God can do whatever He wants with you if you'll surrender yourself to it. we got to trust His timing. we trust His power in us. And let's just make sure we all understand this. It is not us that has the power. It's God who has the power. So if anything, listen to me, if anything uh, for heaven gets done today, it'll be because God did it. If anything gets done tomorrow for, uh, for heaven, guess what? It'll be because God did it. But we get to be a part of it. Him in us. You also notice God led Joshua to lay those stones. And what a picture that is that goes right along with that. And I'm talking about not the stones in Gilgal, but I'm talking about the stones in the midst of the Jordan. You see, nowhere, nowhere do we find in Scripture that Joshua is to go lay those stones in the middle of Jordan. But yet he does. Do you think he was disobedient to God? I don't believe he was disobedient to God at all. Why? Because God didn't rebuke him for it. You know what I think it was? I think it was Joshua being totally surrendered to God, being right there in the middle. And what is that Jordan a representation of when they went down in the middle? Hey, the dead with Christ. 
dead with Christ. Isn't it interesting that he would put those stones, he would stack those stones right in the middle of that Jordan, representing a monument, monumental stone of being dead with Christ. Preacher, what do you mean? What, what does all that make sense? Listen, listen, when we're dead with Christ, when we're dead with Christ, we're living for Christ. If you're dead with Christ, you don't have time to live for this world. You don't have time to live for, for sin. Listen to me. What a monumental stone that Joshua lays in the middle there. Being dead with Christ. And in being dead with Christ, guess what you can do? Walk in the newness of life when He pulls you through to the other side. And I believe that he did in those moments exactly what God would have him to be. You might say, well, where do you see that? Or where is God speaking that? Because he knew God made it clear to him. And can I tell you, there'll be things that God will require of you in the middle of your Jordan. In the middle of your Jordan. In the middle of the miracle. That God is going to bless. That God is going to bless you. And God's going to give you new things to do. Trust me, He's going to give you things to do even in the midst of the miracle. I think about the ups and downs that Brother Steve has had in the hospital. I do. It, he, God brought it right back to my memory this morning. Just the ups and the downs that he's had, the good reports we've had, and then, the, hey, the reports we really didn't want to hear about going back on the vent and all these things, and the back and the forth and all that. But can I tell you, that's the way it is in Jordan. I'm telling you, don't give up when you stumble. Don't give up if you fall down. Get back up and trust God for the promise He gave you. There's going to be plenty of times to quit. God did not create us to be quitters, did He? No. No, but victorious because of Him. What a picture for us in the Jordan being dead with Christ. Listen to me. Dead in Christ, walking in the newness of life. If you've never been dead with Christ, you surely can't walk in the newness with Christ. If you're not saved, listen to me today. You ain't been there. You ain't been there. But thank God, even on January the 3rd of 2021, He's still in the saving business. Thank God for that. Number three, I want you to notice the power of a witness. The power of a witness. We've seen the, the patience and the perseverance, trusting God, to knowing that He knows the time, and also the power of God working in us. But notice number three, the power of a witness. And can you imagine... I said just moments ago that you could just imagine the seven million people crossing over and the grumbling that must have took place. You don't, preacher, there is no way those people grumbled. You're not going to put seven, I don't care who they are, you're not, I don't care who they are, you're not going to put seven million people together and all of them be happy and pleased. Some of you know you can't even put five people together and be happy and pleased. It just so happens that I know you can't put six people together and everybody be happy and pleased. Right? I mean, it's true, isn't it? Why? Everybody's got their own ideas, right? How many people got their own ideas? And they think they're right. How many people think they're right today? How many of you think you know exactly what's best? Sure we do, right? That's just what we are. That's who we are. 
So you can just imagine the grumbling that took place. You can just imagine the hard time it was getting there. Hey, we got kids fighting and people pushing people over and people falling. Could you imagine? You're going a mile with 7 million people. I'm sure some of it looked a little crazy. I'm sure God was looking down laughing just a little bit. You can just imagine what this looked like. But yet here is God. Here is God carrying them across. Here is God making the way. Here is God. Notice what uh, chapter 23, I mean uh, verse number 23 says of chapter 4. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us until we were gone over. 24, that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty that you might fear the Lord your God forever. What am I saying? Hear me today. God is not only God, but here they are. I'm going to come down to here. But here they are, passing over. Here they are, hey listen, and all of those things that can happen happening, all the frustrations, the aggravations, the falling down, the tripping up, and all of those things. And I wonder if there would have been somebody in that seven million that might have lost a little faith. Oh, preacher, there's just no way. You tell me your faith has never been weak? Well, why don't we have an honest party? Huh? There's some things in this life we got to go through that your faith is going to be tried and tested. And sometimes you're going to feel like it's weak. And it's tired. What do you mean, preacher? What does that have to do with this text? Because listen, it's that time. Listen to me. Those that are weak in the faith, having a tough time right in the middle of the battle, you know what the best thing you can do is? Get around the people of God. Preacher, what do you mean by that? I'm talking about I'm talking about a Joshua. Huh? Hey, I'm talking about, hey, look at those priests that are there. How many times do we find ourselves there? And man, when I find myself in discouragement and despair and disappointed, anybody ever been there? Sure you have. But it's in them times we are to be able to get around the people of God. You say, hey, how many of you know prayer warriors? You're what you are to do? You're to grab a prayer warrior. Say, you know what? I need some help. Man, I'm going through a tough time. I need some help. I need the power of God on my life. Won't you pray with me? Won't you pray for me? Huh? You'll be encouraged. I, listen, I don't wonder it. I know it. Get around the people of God. One of the worst things about all this mess that we've had to walk through in our lives. Hey, listen, the worst thing of all this is the separation that's taking place. You don't think for a second the devil knows. Man, the devil knows people's depression. He knows people's discouragement. And if ever there was a time the people of God ought to be leaning on the people of God, it ought to be now. Lifting one another up, praying for one another, being an encourager. Listen, I can just imagine somebody's having a tough time getting across that, that sea, that Jordan River. And God sends somebody right on time. And 
God make a way that they can get around the people of God and get something? Anybody been there? Maybe I'm by myself. I don't think I'm by myself. My dear, ain't that the truth? And you get together and you start, listen, you start praying over one another and you start getting encouraged. Why? The presence of God starts showing up on you. Preacher, you're crazy. No, I'm not. I know it. Because I've experienced it time and time and time again. It don't take me very long. Listen, hey, listen, to get around the people of God and be encouraged. Sometimes that's one person. But you go with God. What a testimony it is. And what do you mean by a testimony? Because listen, just as they were there to be there for each other, what does, what does the Word of God say? That the whole world would know. That all the world would know. All the earth would know who God is. What do I mean? Listen, when God, when, when God is doing that work in us and we're getting encouraged, listen, it's not to stay inside of you. That miracle that God is doing is to get out of you. All the world would know. What am I saying? You're more, of a, you're more of a memorial stone yourself than you realize. Your life is a memorial stone more than you realize. If you allow yourself to be the power of a witness. But notice this, you'll never be, you'll never be the witness for God that God has called you to be until you can do everything else. Hmm? You say, but I, I'm not patient still, join the club. Sometimes I don't have the perseverance I ought to have, join the club. Sanctification is still going on, is it not? God's still working on you. Anybody think they've arrived? Go ahead and stand up. We'll find something wrong with you and let you know. Isn't it true? Isn't it true? Well, if we can get, if we can get there, though, that's why God gives us these reminders. You see, if He didn't want to give me no reminder, He'd have left me where I was yesterday. He'd have left me in that impatience. And hey, how many of you know anger turns to wrath? And he, we got bitterness in there somewhere, right? Not you, sister, but <laughs> bitterness, right? It, it, it's true, isn't it, though? That anger turns to bitterness, and next thing you know, it's wrath. And then yesterday for me, that would have been road rage, right? Thank God we don't have a plow on the front of our vehicles. For Carol, not me, for Carol. Patience, perseverance, the power of God in us. What? To equal one powerful witness for God. For God. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Ben, if you would, come and play. Listen, I, I don't know what God's put on your heart. I, I feel like uh, in so many ways, for so long, we've kind of been out of sync, in sync, out of sync, and all these things. But all I know is this, God is the same. Through it all. Through it all, He's the same. And no matter what we're battling today, maybe it truly is patience and perseverance for you. Maybe it truly is allowing God to take your situation and show you that you can do it. How many of you know He's got a way to do that? 
Why don't we mind God today? As He plays, I want you to, boy, just in these moments, heads bowed, eyes closed, I, I really feel like nobody even needs to be looking around. If you need to come to the altar and pray, thank God for an open altar today. Why don't you come and use it? Why don't you come? Tell God about it. For some of us, it might be the very fact we ought to thank God for the deliverance that He gives us. What do you mean by that, preacher? I thank God He delivered me from what I was dealing with yesterday. Thank God. Thank God for that. There's nobody looking around. I wonder, who needs to... some coming. Well, why don't you come? This is our time with the Lord, a divine appointment. Patience, perseverance, the power of God within us. I don't know about you. I want God to take full control of me. How about anybody else in the house? Oh, God, use me. God, work within me, God. I need it. Oh, God, I need more of your presence. God, I want your power, God. God, why that I could be a, a witness? Oh, a witness that I'd be able to take my family and friends and my co-workers and I'd be able to say, Hey, guess what? Let me introduce you to God. And let me tell you what He's done for me. Lord, help us today. Lord, I thank You for Your Word, God. I thank You for who You are. God, I know that God, in, this, in the midst of chaos and craziness, God, you still bring it right down to your word, God, because we know that's where the power is. God, I thank you and praise you for it. God, I ask you now, touch those now praying, God. Touch those that need help today. Oh, God, do the work in us that only you can do. God, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.